Hi, it's Christine Haas here, and I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond. On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now, here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to another episode of On Screen and Beyond. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. This is episode 461 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, and music industry. This week on On Screen and Beyond, Christine Hager is going to be joining us. She uh, was in Head of the Class, of course. She was on that show, and she also had the honor of working with Bob Hope on one of his USO tours. Now, she's going to be joining us. They've just released a uh, collection of Bob Hope uh, Salutes the Troops, and that's available now, and uh, it's, a, it's a great piece of history because, of course, Bob Hope always honored the troops, and he went through all these USO tours and everything, and Christine was one of the people who was with him, honoring the troops and, and, and entertaining them. And she's going to talk about working with Bob Hope, going on the U.S. Uh, o tour, and also, of course, working on Head of the Class. A lot of good things she's going to be talking about. It's coming up in a few minutes right here on On Screen and Beyond. Get ready for that. And we've got a lot of things coming your way. Uh, some animated movies. We've got some horror movies. We've got a whole lot. It's all coming up. And we go into Remake Madness next right here on On Screen and Beyond. <laughs> Remake Madness, well, there isn't a lot of remakes coming our way, at least not information on it right now, but there is one. 2004's The Grudge is getting remade. The original starred Sarah Michelle Gellar. Remember that one? Well, it's going to be redone. We'll keep you informed as we hear more things. And that's it for Remake Madness. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, upcoming new movies. Upcoming new movies, it looks like Scarlett Johansson, Brian Cranston, Ed Norton, Jeff Goldblum, and Bill Murray. Quite a cast. But they're all going to be lending their voices to Isle of Dogs. It's an animated movie, and it's set in Japan as a boy searches for his dog. And Michael Madsen and Ed Asner will star in The Garden Left Behind. That's going to be coming your way in February of 2018. And John Travolta, well, he'll be starring in Trading Paint in 2018 as a veteran race car driver and his son struggle to overcome themselves and other obstacles. And that's it for upcoming new movies next on Screen to be on Sequel City. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sequel City, well, let's see. The third installment of The Conjuring films has officially been announced. There's no release date yet for The Conjuring 3, but we'll keep you informed as we hear more. Warner Brothers is moving along with The Accountant 2, 
and it is in the early stages right now of development, but they say Ben Affleck will return as the autistic assassin. And Top Gun 2 now has an official release date. Look for more of Maverick coming our way on July 12th, 2019. That's it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, it's TV on DVD. TV on DVD, well, it's Green Acres. That's the place to be. It's uh, the complete series coming your way. And it's going to be here on October 17th in a 24-disc set with all six seasons. And November 7th, Westworld Season 1 from HBO will arrive in Blu-ray, DVD, and 4K Ultra HD. So that's a new one. Uh, We'll see how fast they move into that. And The Two Broke Girls, the sixth and final season, lands on DVD on October 3rd. That's it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen to Be On, it's Movies on DVD. <laughs> movies on DVD, Megan Levy will be uh, coming your way as it hits stores on September 5th. It stars Kate Mara. And It Comes at Night with Joel Edgerton. And it makes its way to Blu-ray and DVD on September 12th. And King Arthur, Legend of the Sword with Jude Law comes out on August 8th. That's it for Movies on DVD. Next on On Screen to Be On, it's TV and Entertainment Time. TV and Entertainment Time. Well, let's see. Disney. Disney World. The Tomorrowland Speedway, also known as Autotopia and all that. It's at Disney World. If you've been there, well, get ready because it's going away. Uh, It seems that after all this time, it was there when it began... It's going to be replaced with a Tron-themed light cycle power run. And that's going to be uh, construction starting in 2018. And Curb Your Enthusiasm Season 9 will premiere on HBO on Sunday, October 1st. That's it for TV and Entertainment Time. Next on On Screen to Be On, it's Celebrity Birthdays. Celebrity birthdays, well, July 10th, Sofia Vergara turns 46. July 11th, Mindy Sterling of Austin Powers fame will be turning 64. July 12th, Topher Grace turns 39. July 13th, Harrison Ford turns 75. July 14th, it's Jane Lynch turning 57. On July 15th, Linda Ronstadt turns 71. And on July 16th, Will Ferrell, he turns 50. That's it for celebrity birthdays. As far as listener birthdays, we did not get any coming our way this week, for this week anyways. And uh, if you, a friend or a relative, are going to be having a birthday and want to celebrate it with all the listeners of On Screen and Beyond all over the world, send that information to me at least a week or so in advance so we make sure we have it in time for your birthday and send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. All right, that's it for celebrity and listener birthdays. Next on On Screen and Beyond... We're going to be chatting with Christine Hagier of Head of the Class fame, and she toured with Bob Hope on his U.S. tour. She's going to tell us all about it. And, of course, like I said earlier, 
There is Bob Hope Salutes the Troops, and that's out now on DVD, and it's a great piece of history with several of Bob Hope's tours, and it's, it's just so much that he did for the, the troops and entertaining them and keeping them going, and uh, you want to check that one out because it's available now, and we have one of the people who are on those tours. Get ready for that. Christine Hager is coming up next right here on On Screen and Beyond. Today's guest on On Screen and Beyond is an Emmy-winning actress known for her role on the 80s hit TV show on ABC called Head of the Class. She also did a USO tour with entertainment legend Bob Hope, which appears in the new DVD set called Bob Hope Salutes the Troops, available in a three-disc set. It's Christine Hodge. Christine, welcome to On Screen and Beyond. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. In our, in our virtual reality world, it's ever so nice to meet you. <laughs> now, Christine, um, your show, of course, that was, people watched that a lot. I mean, it was a big show. But um, uh, you also got to be with Bob Hope. Now, he was such a legend. And, and he still is. I mean, you know, we can, you know, we watch the things that he did. Uh, what was it for you to be asked to go on a tour with him? It was totally amazing. I was 20 at the time, but I had grown up watching the reruns of his road shows. So when I was a very little girl, I would sit in front of that black and white television <laughs> and watch... Bob Hope and Bing Crosby go to Kathmandu mm -hmm. or, you know, all these exotic lands. And I wanted to grow up and be Dorothy L'Amour. <laughs> I thought, you know, why do all the girls love Bing when Bob is clearly the catch? I had admired him, loved his comedy, loved his acting. I was so impressed with the heart and soul that he put in to all of the USO shows. So when they asked if I would go with them, I was completely floored. It it was like it was overwhelming. It was terrifying. I'm sure because it was surreal. You know, this big dream come true. It was very exciting. Had it you... was also scary because we were dealing with the threat of chemical warfare from mm. Saddam Hussein, and we didn't know. You know, now, in fact, the war ended up going quite swiftly, but we didn't know that at the time. We went in December for Christmas to be with the men and women who were there in service awaiting this deadline that President Bush Sr. had imposed on Saddam Hussein. And they warned us that you know, no one could be held liable. We didn't know what we might be exposed to. We would each have a Marine Guard and a uh, chemical like a chemical protective suit. Wow. But, you know, you didn't know what was going to happen. And as frightening as it was, I thought, there are men and women there who have put themselves there in service. They have no choice. I can decide if I want to go or not. And I'm truly going there to entertain. They are there to put their lives on the line for us. So I have to go. <laughs> and boy, was I glad that I did go. It was it was a life-changing experience. 
Now, did you know Bob Hope? Had you met him at all before they asked you to go on the tour? No. And I don't know how they landed on me. I don't know how I, it is that I got the call. But um, I had not met him before. Certainly, once I was on board, I met his daughter, Linda, and his wife, Dolores. And then I ended up spending a great deal of time with them. And Dolores came with us to the Persian Gulf. Um, and then I saw him and his family several times after the fact. Um, he invited my mom and I to a show. We, like, put on a show at his house in Palm Springs. You know, it, was, wow. it sounds sort of like Stanky and our gang, where we would just <laughs> put on a show. Um, but, but that was very much Bob Hope. He could, he would put on a show. Wow. And so it became a beautiful friendship. But I had not met him before. I had only admired him from afar. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, this was in 1991 that you went out there, right? Uh, or was it 90, yeah. 1990? I think it was 91. I'll have to double check. Yeah, I'm not great with dates, but I think it was 91 was that uh, Desert Shield. Mm-hmm. And now, so you here you are, you're going out there. Uh, like you say, there's things going on that it's going to be a little bit scary. Uh, so after you had been through uh, going there, uh, how did you feel after? Was it? Uh, were you glad that you did after you were finished? Oh, oh, absolutely! It was amazing. First of all, to meet the men and women of in our service, in our armed forces, was so—I don't know the word for it. It was. It. it, it hits you emotionally on so many different levels, especially with such a strong threat of war. And then, because it was so isolated, you know, we went to secret bases in the middle of the sand. We went to aircraft carriers in the middle of the ocean. It wasn't like being in a city. You know, we weren't visiting service members in Paris. Mm -hmm. Um, We were out in the middle of what felt, you know, completely foreign, and in many places, truly out in the middle of nowhere. And to see what our armed services did, just the infrastructure that was laid down in those secret bases in the sand was really confidence-building, was awesome in the true sense of the word, where I was awed by it. And then the heart and soul of the men and women that I met. This was before we had internet. You know, mm-hmm. no one had a laptop. You couldn't Skype your family. Right. So, and I really wanted to be with the men and women, and so I would volunteer to serve lunch in the mess hall or really? go to the barracks. And, yeah, so and everyone that I met and spoke to said, when you get home, would you call my mom and let her know this, that, and the other? Would you please call my wife and tell her that, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I left with a journal filled with names, phone numbers, addresses, of family members that I was, you know, going to be in touch with once I got back to the States. Wow. It's hard kind of to remember that we used to live a much more isolated life than we do now. I know. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that must have been such a good feeling to, to see the smiles on their faces when you, you were out there. And, and, you know, I mean, of course, the, you know, they're out there and they're they're fighting and everything and doing what they're doing. And, and then to have... You, Bob, Hope, and the other people who were with you to come out there. It must have been just, uh, you know, a thrill for them, of course. And then, of course, seeing you serving them lunch. I mean, 
It was great. I still get pictures. Now with social media, you know, someone will send me a picture of me in their barracks um, serving lunch or uh, on the decks of a big Navy vessel or, um, you know, just pictures I never expect. Someone uh, someone said they saw uh, my signature on the USS Kitty Hawk, and I was like, oh, yeah, well, I was there. Um, uh, you know, because the Pointer Sisters... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Marie Osmond, Aaron Tippin, who sings many great songs, but at the time, Proud to be an American was very popular, and of course, it pulled on all of our heartstrings. And so, and I was able to sing with them. Um, we did big shows, we did little shows. Um, it was, it was amazing. I mean, people will ask me what one of the highlights of my career is. This is the number one highlight. I, I to fly imagine. in those helicopter chopters mm-hmm. from base to base when you're just a civilian, when you're a 20-year-old actress who's dreamt of working with Bob Hope, and now right. you're across the world mm-hmm. in a military chopper, and you know the doors of the chopper aren't on, and you, <laughs> you hear the blades turning, and I mean, it's, it's an overwhelmingly visceral experience. Yeah, but it still must have been scary because, you know, I mean, you never knew if somebody was going to take a pot shot at you or... I was frightened until I met the Marines that were our guards. And then I thought, oh, okay, I'm fine, I'm safe. <laughs> um, yeah, seeing the actual power of the U.S. military, experiencing it firsthand like that erased all my fear. Mm-hmm. But before I left, when I had to make the decision, I, w- I was very afraid Especially, you know, which is so, so, so deeply sad beyond words. We've recently seen what chemical warfare can do mm, with the yeah. victims in Syria. And we were warned that we might experience something similar to that. And that's hard to say yes to, right. to that kind of risk. Yeah. But I knew that our men and women were putting themselves at risk. And then, like I said, once I got there and I saw what America had going on, I felt completely safe. Yeah. Now, had you gone on and did you do any more tours with them or was that the only one? That was the only one I did with Bob Hope. I did do other USO tours. Ah, uh-huh. okay. But I went with different troops. I see. That was the only one that Bob did. That was his last USO tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He did other benefits for the military, but he stayed on the mainland. Right, yeah. And I did some of those with him. We did a big thing for Veterans Day. Um, we did some other performances and appearances. But, but that was the last official USO show that he did. I see. Okay. Wow. That's a, I mean, and that's, it's kind of a, an honor to be with Bob Hope for his final long USO tour like that, too. I mean, it's part of history, really. For his final show where we were at war, yeah, it really is part of history. Yeah, yeah. And, and now people can... I'm just grateful. I mean, I'm completely humbled by this. I, I'm speaking very enthusiastically, but it's with great humility because I was just lucky to be on the receiving end of everything he'd already done and his sense of purpose and the love he wanted to share with the troops. And somehow I just luckily got to be a part of it. Yeah. 
And and now, with all the people that you've met uh, through your career, uh, was would you say Bob Hope is one of the top ones that you were you know thrilled to see? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, because it was like my childhood crush mm-hmm. <laughs> and part of my inspiration for getting into show business. Mm-hmm. You know, I also worked with Dick Van Dyke. Oh, and wow. And it, on a similar scale, you know, I had Chitty Chitty Bang Bang and Mary Poppins. Right. And, and when I worked with Dick, he sang Chitty Chitty Bang Bang for me. And I just thought, you know, that was the end of the <laughs> So I'm a, I was a big fan of the actors who shaped my childhood. And then to get to work with them, and they're so, you know, so incredibly gifted, such talented artists themselves. And sometimes they're only known for one thing or another. Mm-hmm. But uh, to get to work with them in person and, and firsthand experience the scope of their talent right. is really incredible. Wow. Yeah. Now, this was, uh, when you did this tour, it was during or just after uh, Head of the Class? It was during Head of the Class. During Head of the Class. on the air. Yeah, we went at the Christmas break. So a typical sitcom schedule is three weeks on, one week off. If you're doing a, a four-camera show, live for the audience show, which is what our format was. And then you do take the holidays off. So we had a few weeks off at Christmas, and that's when Bob took us. I, and I actually extended my stay through New Year's. Oh, wow. So the other performers uh, went back, and I stayed and went to a few more bases. Wow. Now, uh, you, you touched on this, that uh, you were, you know, acting was uh, something that you wanted to do. Was this uh, actually, you know, what you dreamt, dreamt about being when you were a young child? Yes, definitely. I, I, was, I loved Mae West, W.C. Field. You know, I watched all the old movies. So mm-hmm. it's very different than, say, growing up now. I, I, I imagine I'd be watching the Disney Channel. But I was watching classic films. Mm-hmm. And and great comedies, classic comedies. So that's what I aspired to do. Yeah. So all through school? Do I'm a big fan of the Disney Channel. It just never dawned on me that I would also have to sing and dance. <laughs> I did love Ginger Rogers and Fred Astaire, but, you know, I, I, um, I sadly never got to work with either of them. But, but that is what I wanted to do, and those were the players who inspired me. Yeah. So when all through school and high school and college, were you the one that, uh, you know, was in the the plays and all those things, Uh, you know, the drama clubs and everything? Well, I got head of the class when I was in high school. Oh. I got head of the class in 10th grade. Oh, wow. So I, I started working professionally when I was 14. I was living in Los Angeles, and so, you know, I was at the epicenter of show business at the time. So... Um, I was in the school plays, and it is the only time I've really successfully done musical theater, except for my brief stint with Bob Hope, <laughs> um, was in junior high. But uh, I was head of the class, was my fantasy school after I would leave my real school in the morning. I'd have to get to my public high school at 7.30 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And I took a few classes, and then I'd have to report to set at Warner Brothers afterwards. So. Wow. So how did you come about to get the role? Is, was it an open call that they, they just had and you went? Or? No, 
I had an agent. They went through a casting director, or who the casting director was through agencies. Um, I was already a professional actress in the Screen Actors Guild. Um, I was an emancipated minor because I wanted to be able to work as an adult. Um, I just recently told that to someone, and they said, oh, how was your relationship at home? I was like, oh, it was great. And they said, oh, we usually only hear about that if, you know, if there's some sort of strife at home. Right. And I said, oh, no, I just wanted to work. And my mom and I got, were so close. She was such a champion of mine. She was never a stage mom, but she always supported me in my dreams, whatever those were, that when my agent said that it would be better if I could work as an adult, we just went and figured it out. Hmm. Um, and so um, so I, I probably would not have gotten the call for head of the class otherwise because the breakdown, which is that sort of the blurb that they send out to the casting people is... Um, be 18, look 16. <laughs> and because then you don't have to deal with child labor laws or working with a minor. But I was 16, you know, I was be 16, look 16. <laughs> so, um, so I had the audition. I read first for the casting director. I read for the role of Maria. I got called back, which is very exciting. I read for the producers. Maria was described as uh, a Madonna-ish waist with jet black hair. Leslie Vega ended up playing that role. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, all right, well, I didn't, you know, I didn't hear for a little while. And then I got a call back and said that they wanted me to meet with the executives at Warner Brothers, but it was going to be a different role. And so I went to that meeting, and they wanted me to read for Darlene. Darlene was described as cute, black, and serious. Robin Givens ended up playing that role. Mm-hmm. But what was so fantastic was at that callback for the executives, I met Dan Schneider. And uh, we just had a bonding moment, and I read with him his size before he went in. And I was very relaxed. I sort of thought, well, I'm never going to get this part, <laughs> but it's fun to be here. And um, then I didn't hear anything. And then I got a call saying they wanted me to read with Howard Hessman. And I thought, okay, it's you know, for that role that I just read. But in fact, no, it was for Simone. And Simone was described as painfully shy, a wallflower, the poet laureate of the group. And so I met with Howard Hessman. I read with him. It was fantastic. I had loved his work on WKRP in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I felt like, okay, I'm one. I met him. I've acted with him. I'm good. <laughs> and then they called him and said I was going to network for that role. Wow. Um, uh, Laura Jill Miller, who had been on Nell's I think, I don't know if it's called Nell's Family, or do you remember that show with Nell Carter? It was very popular at the time. Um, was it? I can't think of the name of the show, but we'll Google it and find out. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Um, was it Carter Country? or no, I don't, I'm not sure. <laughs> but Laura Jill, and I had admired her work on television. She was at the network uh, you know, screen test, and I thought, oh, well, Laura's going to get it. And I even leaned up against the door when she was auditioning. You had, at the time, you had to sort of audition in an auditorium. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like where you watch a movie. And so you're down in the flat part, and then the executives are all kind of in the dark in the seats. Um, but I listened to her audition, and I heard them laughing and laughing, and I thought, well, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> and then I auditioned after her. Uh, so we stayed friends, but I got the job. <laughs> and Matthew Perry was at the screen test. 
um, he auditioned for one of the roles on the show, and we stayed friends. <laughs> so um, what was amazing is the first day of Head of the Class, I was really hoping that guy Daniel that I had met, that I had read with, would be there. And there he was. And so we'd had that kind of exciting bonding experience beforehand. It felt precious. Mm-hmm. And yeah. our friendship has remained. Yeah. Now, what was... And I invited Matthew Perry to the pilot taping, and he, <laughs> he came, he came um, kind of dejectedly because, you know, he didn't get the didn't part. So it, yeah. he clearly deserves... Um, deserved it. It just was a different role. But mm-hmm. he had his own. I was like, hang in there. And I think he did okay. Yeah, he did all right. <laughs> he did all right. <laughs> I think he made out okay. Yeah. No big loss. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But at the, in that moment, you know, we were very young actors. Matt was 16. You know, it was, this is what we wanted to do with our lives. It was, it was a very big deal to us in that moment. Yeah. And, and you went on to many, many shows. I mean, what was it, over 114 episodes? Yeah, I think more than 150. I don't know. We did five years worth full seasons each year and then some. Wow. I mean, that that's a lot of work. Now, what was it like uh, with a whole bunch of, uh, you know, uh, teens or, or near teenage people uh, working together? Uh, was it, you know, were you all friends? Did you fight? You know, <laughs> what was that like? Well, what's funny is we bonded so much, uh, especially the first year of the show. We used to go out to lunch together in wardrobe, <laughs> which is a big no-no, but we were all kind of stereotypically dressed, you know, for our characters. Mm-hmm. And before the show aired, the people would look at us at a restaurant. We were all sitting. Brian Robbins is wearing his leather jacket and dark jeans. I'm in, like, several layers of flowered shirts and skirts and... <laughs> um, Arvid is there, Dan Fishman is wearing a pocket protector. You know, we're all having lunch <laughs> together, but it was a whole class. Um, and then we used to uh, we used to go out together Thursday night after camera blocking. We'd all go have dinner together, and that was funny, all of us waiting for a table. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then we'd watch the show together every week when it came out. So it was very close. It was... I finally felt like I was part of the cool kids. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, uh, uh, Kimberly Russell is still one of my very best friends. Kimberly Russell, Tony O'Dell, Dan Frischman, Dan Schneider. We're all very close still. Yeah. Wow. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Now, did I... Was looking in in the publicity stuff they sent out to me. Uh, did I see that you you are working on trying to get a contemporary version of Head of the Class? Yes, we're working on a version where I am the school teacher. Wow! And the whole cast is back. Uh, you know, in sort of revolving roles as guest teachers and speakers and um, idols, um, and we have a new class of geniuses. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. So uh, that that seems to be the thing right now is that they're they're bringing back a lot of the you know the older shows uh, and bringing them I shouldn't say older shows that sounds it sounds so old no, no, but it's an older show that's okay <laughs> but you know they're bringing back the shows that everybody grew up with and bringing them back and and having the people who were actually in the show back on which is always great because you know let's you know rather than taking it and making it with new people they they bring those people back and then it's like you know ah oh, you're back you know it, it, it's really nice when that happens it really is nice when that happens yeah so it is so, ex- i'm excited about the reboot i watched the gilmore girls mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 they're they're fun they have a place in our hearts Yes, definitely. Um, and so, and a lot of the shows from back then uh, were wholesome. Yes, yeah. And very family oriented, and and so it's and they are they're part of the fabric of our upbringing. Right. So it's nice to see you know those characters stayed alive for us now to see what they're doing now. Mm-hmm. It was really fun. Yeah, yeah. That now they're they're even talking Roseanne coming back and. Oh, yeah, I think it's absolutely coming back. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's easier to do it when it's like a family show. Like, I think Who's the Boss is back now. Uh, Roseanne is coming back. Ours is a little trickier because we were all students in the class. Right, yeah. So coming up with the exact formula where you can still have the original cast back. Mm-hmm. We obviously can't still all be students right. in the same <laughs> class. So, um, well, that, that sounds but interesting. there are people we had, you know, at the time, there was only ABC, NBC, CBS, and Fox was brand new. Right. And those kids have grown up and now have their own kids. And so I know that the, the us grown-ups want to see what happened to the head of the class kids and would be happy to introduce the, our own children to the new group of kids. Right, yeah. Well, that sounds really fun. I, I hope that, that works out for you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Christine, I want to finish up with two final questions. Okay. And this takes us away from uh, your the, the Bob Hope Salutes the Troops DVD that's going to be coming out. And also... Yes, uh, available exclusively at Walmart. Yes, yes. And, and everyone should know Bob Hope. If you're not familiar with his work, you at the very least have to watch the road shows. It, definitely. Um, and these USO shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, those they're classics. There's no question about it. That You know... But uh, the two questions is, when you sit back and relax, what are your favorite TV shows now and of the past? And what are your favorite movies now and of the past? I love movies. I love Get Shorty. Mm-hmm. But I also love The China Syndrome. Yeah. Um, TV, at the moment, I'm completely addicted to Silicon Valley. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of Judge. I... I I look for his work. I hang on his every word. Um, and uh, let's see, what are some of the other shows that I'm really, uh, that are appointment, te- you know, Silicon Valley is my appointment television. Mm-hmm. And I sort of, uh, I mean, twist in pain all week until the next one. <laughs> I'm from Northern California. I'm born in the Silicon Valley. So ah, okay. There's that as well. But, um let me think. I watch a lot of TV. I like Dancing with the Stars. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. <laughs> Christine, I want to thank you so much for sharing this time with us. And uh, I, I really do wish you luck with, with your uh, head of the class, the project you're working on. And also, of course, like I said, Bob Hope. There's nobody, nobody that is anything. And I don't want to put anybody down, but let's face it. Bob Hope 
is Bob Hope. <laughs> Bob Hope is the greatest, greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. And hopefully you'll come see me on Instagram. What's your? Are you on Instagram? I am not personally, but uh, if you want to oh, give us voice, ways that people can connect with you and see you, and and where what what is your social media things that they can My connect? My social media. So I am Christine Hodge, which I know the spelling is tricky for some people, but it's K H R Y S C Y N E H A J E on Instagram, and it's the real Chris K H R Y S on Twitter, and. Um, and it's my name for my fan page on, on Facebook as well. And I'm very interactive. You know, I used to have a fan club and write back to the letters, try to write every letter by hand myself. And social media has made it so much easier to be in touch with everyone. Exactly. And I get fun pictures from including that the Bob Hope USO show mm-hmm. where, where people, you know, military men and women who took photos will post them, which is always like a flashback. Right, yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Christine. It's totally my pleasure. It's great to meet you. A big thank you going out to Christine Archer for joining us here at On Screen and Beyond to talk about Bob Hope and uh, the tours and head of the class and all the stuff that she's done. And uh, we hope you enjoyed that one. Be sure to go out and get the Bob Hope U.S. Tour DVD that's called Bob Hope Salutes the Troops. And uh, you'll see Christine there. She's in one of those. And uh, that's it. It's uh, the end of this episode of On Screen and Beyond. We've got a lot of things coming your way. Great guests coming next week. You don't want to miss it. I'll tell you, it's one of the biggest moms that you have ever seen on TV. She's going to be joining us. And uh, you'll find out next week who's coming our way. But until then, if you have a suggestion for a guest, send it to me at feedback at onscreenandbeyond.com. I'll see what I can do about finding that person. And let's see what else here. If you're on Facebook, be sure to like us. If you are on iTunes, leave a review. And we thank you very much for listening to us each week. And we hope you enjoy all the episodes that we have. And uh, I keep trying, keep trying to find more and more people for you. It's <laughs> We've had so many on. It's, it's getting tougher and tougher all the time. But uh, we'll keep trudging along, see who we can get. And that's it. That's a wrap for this week. So until next week, when we once again take you on screen and beyond, I'm Brian Zemrak. Take care. (laughs) 